Good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to another edition of Out of Bounds, brought to you by Anchor FM. I am KG, and tonight I got Junie with me. Should be joined by Jim and Delonte shortly. How's everybody? How you feeling, Junie? Hey, man, I'm doing good, man. Thank God for another day. And tomorrow's Friday. Doing oh, better. That, that, that's excellent right there, man. Excellent. And we got Big Jim just joined us. How you doing, Jim? I'm all right, all right. How's everybody tonight? Good, good. Delonte just jumped in. All right, we got almost a full cast. I'm sitting in a big responsible chair tonight, so let's hope. Let's see what we can do and hope we put together another fire episode like we normally do. All right, let's start it off. Um, Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> this dude got more lives than a cat, man. He was bought out by Oklahoma City for $28 million and goes to Houston and signs a deal for $2.4 million. What's your thoughts on that? I'd I like to hear from everybody on that. I, he won. I think he won, for real. You know, he, he got that what, 27.9, and he about to get a, uh, another 2.4 on top of that. Melo doing it. And he going to a team where he, he don't even have to be the first option. Or he, ha- he can be the second option or probably the third option. And the championship contenders. I think, yeah, Melo, he, he, uh, he played it smart. Jim Junie? Uh yeah, he won. Yeah, the eight. Thirty million. Twenty-seven of it <laughs> by a team, you know, Atlanta who you know, who's gonna pay for it. Hey, yeah, he won. Uh all he gotta do now is produce on the court. I wonder how much pressure he's gonna feel to uh you know to help get them to a championship. Like Delante said, he could be like the third or fourth op- option now. You know, the only problem is defense, but we'll see what happens. D'Antonio, D'Antonio is a um, run-and-gun type of coach. Junie? Hey, I'm like y'all. He won, but he got to prove himself. Carmelo is, a, is an all-star. He's a good player. Or he's an outstanding player. He's not a great player, but I give him outstanding. He's going, he's going, this is probably one of the best teams he's been on since he's been in the NBA. What y'all think? No, I, I, I think one of them Nuggets teams is better than, I, I don't know, but but that was a different mellow in a different time. So I can't really say that the, one of those Nuggets teams were were better because Melo was a, a monster. He went toe-to-toe with Kobe. We always talk about that, if we could get that Melo back. Now, if that Melo shows up this coming season, you know, it might be something interesting to watch. I I do think, like y'all said, Carmelo won. He raised his hand to the to the to the sky. He came out on top. Congratulations, Carmelo Anthony. And thirty million dollars richer. I mean, I, I to be quite honest, I would love to trade places with him. I mean, oh. I, I know everybody here would love to have thirty million. Oh yeah. So. <laughs> But Wait till my numbers I, come up and I might have it. <laughs> oh man, I'm I'm glad you said that. I forgot to play my dad on number today. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> but I I think in order for him to 
to get back to that form that we once saw from him, I say he grow the braids back. Instead of no, I don't want hoodie mellow. I want braided mellow. That's what I want. Give me braided mellow that can score at will. He ain't got the dunk on you, but as long as that jumper's falling, that's all. But I want to see him with a renewed focus. I want to see him refreshed. And I actually want to see him do good in Houston. I agree. I agree. This is going to be the year for some of these players to bring their old selves back, okay? Carmelo Anthony is one of them. And the next one, I'll wait to get to this, is Superman. I think he need to come out on top and show he still got some left in the tank. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. And sticking with the NBA, let's go ahead and jump on Dwight Howard real quick. He's officially a wizard. Officially. Now, my question to you fellas is, with him being a wizard now, and we know the wizards, Last year we talked about it, how the Wizards, they, they, they underperformed with the roster that they had. But now they have a big man that can, as DJ said, stumble into a double-double in the season average. And he can actually move some. Does this make them a top three team in the East? I like number four. You say four? Yeah, I, I got – um. Off top, I got the Celtics, the Sixers, and the Raptors. Huh. And then the Wizards. I mean, it, it can go either way between the Raptors and, and the Wizards. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Delonte, I'm going to say this. I, I, I like your lineup. I, I like the way you got that. But y'all don't count Oladipo out in Indiana also. You're right. You're right. That is true. Yeah, I, I got him at five. Uh, I had, I think I got Indiana in front of them. And then you never know what uh, Miami might do. And the sleeper might be Milwaukee. So so they might fall to, uh, you know, six or seven. And it's funny, Jim, you bring up Milwaukee because Milwaukee was hot before they fired Jason Kidd last season. When they fired Jason yeah. Kidd, it's like they went down. Exactly. And oh, exactly. man. And they bring I, I, most of their guys back except for Jabari Parker. So, yeah, well, and, you know, Jabari Parker came home. <laughs> but he, he but, came on home. Yeah, but he don't do you no good if he hurt. Now, that's absolutely right. I mean, it, it's no way around that. But I, 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 I can honestly say that last season, I felt that the Wizards were a 55 plus win team because, you know, they had. They, you had to deal with the injuries. Uh, Bradley Bill had to step up and carry a lot of load with John Wall being out. Okay, granted, fine. Okay, that's fine. But he still did his thing. John Wall came back, and they started winning. They made it to the playoffs. But a healthy John Wall, a healthy Bradley Bill, uh, you're going to wind up eating that Otto Porter contract, and he's going to wind up having to play if he's healthy. And now you got Dwight Howard in the mix. Dare I say it, I think this team can win 60 games. I mean, it may sound far-fetched, but I think this team can win 60. Mm. Do I sound – if I sound crazy, I mean, y'all go ahead and let me know. Tell me I sound crazy. You sound crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, they might get 50. I ain't, I, I'm not seeing 60. Yeah. If I might get 53, 
maybe, but that means Bill has to be consistent every game and show up in the fourth quarter and don't go 0 for 11 in the fourth quarter. Yeah, well, that, that's absolutely true. And then everybody, but this is this is based upon, <clears throat> excuse me, everybody staying healthy. You know, no, no, I mean, you, you're going to miss a game here, a game there, but nobody misses a significant amount of time for a major injury. That, that That's what this is based upon. If you got John Wall for no less than 77 games, you got Bradley Bill for 79, Otto Porter for 80, you know, things like that, Dwight Howard for 82. or 80, He played 81 last year. He does 81 again this year. You know, and he sneaks into a double-double. He's going to give you – with a double-double, he's giving you more produ- productivity than Martin Gortat. Yeah, I, I give him 45 to 50. I, I'm Man, 60, they have to go on a real high streak. And I, I have to see the Wizards' first couple of games to even think they're going to get like that. Yeah, I, I agree with Jim. To see first, you say the same thing there, Junie. It's a little skeptical, man. It's tight. You, you, you got a lot of competition. It's a lot of competition out there, man. Like you just said about Boston Celtics, Toronto Raptors. They're gonna have to go to serious hot street, man. So, Delonte and Jim, I'm on that same trade, y'all. <laughs> well, uh, 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 until we get a uh, rebuttal from BJ. I guess I'm out on the limb by myself thinking that they can win 60. I'm not even a Wizard fan, but to think that they can win 60, I mean, maybe that's a lofty dream, but, hey, more power to them. And, uh, we we got to all pitch in and get uh, BJ a Dwight Howard jersey. He's going to wear 21 here, I believe. So we're going to get him a Dwight Howard jersey with a little Superman cape on the back, you know. Pitch in oh, and get so- him a little – So, what was the the Boston Celtics record last year? Oh, anybody man. know? 50, 55 and twenty seven, fifty six and twenty six. Yeah, I, yeah, I was. Yeah, I might get them fifty wins then, because I don't think they're gonna win more games than Boston. Uh, but the way Boston's fifty five and twenty seven. That's what Boston was last year. Fifty five and twenty seven. Now, Boston winning sixty, 60 and then you know the Wizards might be able to do fifty. Well, you're getting Kyrie and Gordon Hayward back, so yeah. That that that. But look at what they did without them too, and they won fifty five. So imagine. I hope it's not a chemistry issue once they do come back full force. But so does that realistically for this year put them at like sixty five games? I. I would think so. Uh, the Boston Celtics went 65. Anybody disagree with that? Uh-huh. Hey. <laughs> well, that's scary. 66, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. They might just, yeah. And you that's know scary. what? I, I give the Sixers, the Sixers were 52 and 30. I give them close to 60 wins. I give them about 59, too, because they, they put it together late. But they they did pretty good, and then, then the Heat the Heat are gonna win fifty this year because they they came on late. They were what like the number ten, number nine team, and they surged up and made it to the number six. So that says a lot about their determination. See that that just means for the Wizards, they have to win the game they're supposed to win. 
when they're playing the low level team, they have to win. They can't give up them games. True indeed. I agree. And you know, the Raptors were 59 and 23. And speaking of the Raptors, let's jump on Kawhi Leonard. This saga that unfolded in San Antonio was oh my god, it was just it was ugly to say the least. And he gets out of San Antonio, goes to Toronto. But what are your feelings about that Kawhi trade? And does it make Toronto better or does it make him weaker? I, I think it makes them a little better. I, he might be a little better because uh, more consistent on defense than DeMar. And I don't know how many times you've seen Kawhi just fade out of a game, too, like DeMar has. So I would clearly get the the short term advantages for uh, Toronto, the long term advantages for uh, the Spurs. That's if Kawhi, you know, resigns if he doesn't resign with Toronto. But I think it just makes them a tad bit better, it gives them a more consistent player. Now you have to ask: Is Kawhi, um, Kyle Lowry, and Sergi Bach and everybody going to be able to play with him though? Delonte? He just can't stay to stay healthy. Yeah, you know what, Junie? It's funny you say that because mm-hmm. it was this quad injury, and it just seemed like it never healed. But oh, the question was, did it heal? And he didn't have the confidence to come back. Hey, or did he want to come back? True, indeed. But see, if if as a teammate, how how did he feel once Tony Parker questioned him? Basically, said I had the same injury and came back. You can't tell him how how his body feels. It's his body; he should know. I mean, it probably made me a little uh, resentful to come back too. If my teammates were to come out of public and say something like that, even though he didn't mean it that way. Delonte, I think uh, it, it it definitely makes Toronto better. Um, Kawhi, you know, he's a finalist. You know, he's an MVP finalist. A finals uh, MVP, like, and you know, we all remember Demar, man. He he checked out of the um that series against Cleveland. Why not checking out no series when he's healthy? You know, he blocking shots, getting boards. You know, he pushing people out the way, hitting threes, and dunking on people. You know, getting and ones. I say the Raptors, they they got the better end, but it's def- I definitely agree with uh, Jim. It's definitely a short term thing because I don't I don't foresee him staying in Toronto beyond this year. I, I agree, LeBron, You say what, what? What about LeBron? I think LeBron he'll he'll probably put the bug in his head, like come to LA. You know, we building something over here. You know. But a report came out that said once LeBron signed with uh, the Lakers, he didn't want to go anymore. He was like, he was done. He'll go to the Clippers. He don't want to go to the Lakers anymore. That, yeah, I read that too. He didn't want to play with yeah, LeBron. That, that's amazing because, I mean, if I'm LeBron James, the only person on this earth that can lock down LeBron James is Kawhi Leonard. And we've seen that in the finals when it was a Miami-San Antonio matchup. Kawhi strap, but you know what? You know what? I like I like Kawhi's little. Uh, I like his 
pro- thinking process. He don't want to go to a play, play. He played against LeBron. He wanted to go against LeBron. He don't want to do like Kevin Durant. When somebody beat you, they go join him. He wanted to go against LeBron. You know That's what I'm talking that about? old school mentality we always talk about. Like, right. He don't want to team up with him. Right. Exactly. That that you never seen, you know, Magic and, and Bird went back and forth in the 80s. You never had them on the phone talking about, you know, I'm a free agent coming this summer. How about I come out there and play with you and we dominate the league? You never heard that. Exactly. It was more along the lines of Magic said that after the game, he would get up in the morning, he would check the papers to see how many points Larry Bird had. And, okay, I need to go ahead and dominate tonight because he had 36. I need to get 38. But I, this this is that, that, that new NBA. This is that uh, – this is where I think AAU destroys players. Because it's no longer loyalty or you want to win it on your own. It's all about teaming up with your boys. And it's no parody in the league. But that's just my opinion. But see, back in the days, though, other guys were boys too. But like Isaiah the Magic. But they wanted to compete against each other. They didn't want to team up. Absolutely true. Uh, Is it like going to the playground knowing you got the best five in the neighborhood? And nobody gives, you know, of course, you always want to play with the best player. I mean, oh, the best people. So I, I don't see no issue with it. You know, it just, hey, it means everybody else has to get better or or, or figure out what else to do, how to counter it. I don't have no issue with it. You, you know, Jimmy, I think the main thing was the whole world. It's just not us. The whole world looking at it as in uh, go to state was whipping OKC. So instead of, I guess the whole world thinking like, instead of Kevin Durant getting OKC better, he goes join them. But, so I think that's what everybody's really talking about. And see, I, I kind of, I think he left because OKC, Russell Westbrook is a run and gun type of player. I don't think there's no way to me, Russell Westbrook wanted Durant to outshine him. And then you got to think, they basically the, the only two that ran up that ran the offense through. I mean, Kevin Durant can hit a couple of shots in the road, then Westbrook come up and throw up a brick. And you like, why you just ain't get a man the ball? You know, but I, I don't know. It, it's it's just hard to say. I think I just think Westbrook was the issue. And he maybe he knew the owner wasn't gonna add anything else to the team or the general manager to make it better. I agree. And maybe he wanted it, he knew for a fact. He wanted to go somewhere where he could get a ring. He didn't want to end his career like Allen Iverson or Patrick Ewan or Reggie Miller. Exactly. He wanted to get a ring. So, you know, I guess that's what it is also. Exactly. That play a factor. Yep. And he didn't go to st- go to state and become second or third fiddle. He's the main fiddle. Yeah. I mean, they already had the best, some of the best players in the league. Yeah. But he he became the first. He carried them throughout the playoffs. And guess what? He got two rings and two finals. Yeah. yeah. So, speaking of KD, him and CJ McCollum, these two gentlemen decide to go back and forth on Twitter behind uh, some things that a question that CJ McCollum was asked. And it, it, it's funny to me, but. I don't know why I got so out of hand, but uh, 
Boston Big Cat on Twitter said, hey, CJ McCallum, permission to start using the B word again for KD. CJ McCallum responded, and I quote, I think the B word is harsh and shouldn't be used. He know that decision was solved, but I respect it. It's like getting jumped with your brothers by a gang. You should have beat then joining the gang that jumped you and your brothers two months later and forgetting about your bro. So, of course, AD being the tweeter that he is, he responded back. So I would get into a gang fight, lose, plot on my brother for two months in our home, and then go get the gang we lost to and beat him up? You think that lowered me, CJ? I just did your effing podcast, and he didn't say that. But he said, I just did your, your effing podcast. Snakes in the grass, boy, I tell you, with the laughing emoji. Now, BJ informed me of something else. Kevin Durant laughed CJ McCollum out when he said that the Blazers could win the championship. When he was on his podcast, he totally disrespected him. He disrespected his squad. So, <laughs> in, in actuality, KD threw the first shot. And you know, somebody said something. Hey, what Kevin. Kevin. Yes, sir. Listen, listen. If you was up there on that stage and you played for the Wizards and you knew he played for Portland and you going to sit up and say, yeah, y'all going to win the championship, that's kind of putting that man's team over top of your team. There's no way in the hell you sit on stage and say, yeah, y'all going to beat us for a championship. You going to put down your team like that? No, nah, me personally, no. Nah, I would, but I'm gonna big my team up. I'm a, if if I'm saying, you know, hey, you you're the dominant team in the, in the conference, and I I know I got to go through you. Yeah, we got a chance to win. We always got a chance. Yeah, it's always a chance. But I think my Kevin's point is, you're not gonna beat us. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't say yeah, y'all might have a chance or man, y'all ain't gonna beat us. Point simple and play. I may in my heart, I may know that it may not be 100 percent true. But while I'm sitting on that podcast and we just talking back and forth, man, you can't beat us. Y'all not going to win nothing. And you know what? Instead of laughing about him saying that, I think it would have went over better. Him saying y'all not going to win anything because y'all got to go through us. It would have it yeah. been a little bit better. Yeah. Just laughing out. So would C.J. McCullough had a problem if Durant would have came to Portland? Hey, I'm just they got two outstanding shooters just like Golden State had. So if he would have been there, he would have took over. So I mean you wouldn't have been complaining then, right? True indeed. Junior. Yeah. CJ was low out of pocket, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what you say, Junie? Man, I got mixed reactions on that one. Um, but I got mixed feelings on that one. You know, I, I I don't know. Maybe because KD just go at anybody that mentions him on on Twitter, and especially in a negative light or something like that, he goes at him. But I I just I don't know. Maybe it was a the the him laughing. About the Blake. Now the Blake, we all knew the Blazers were on the cusp until the playoffs started. And once they got bounced in the first round, we were just looking at each other like that wasn't supposed to happen, but dang. Is <laughs> that about the Pelicans? Right. Without a baby. Now you know that, you, you know that wasn't supposed to happen. Exactly. 
But CJ came back. Uh, there's no feud. Y'all got to chill. It was simply an analogy. I'm done speaking on KD and the Warriors because it's childish for me to do so and soft, LOL. We'll be taking out of context in parentheses. I've always said what I feel, but we all know I've never been a snake. And he used a snake emoji. Back to the grind. So, I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I, I'm just... I, I, to be quite honest, I'll say it. And this is me. Anybody that wants to debate about it or wants to, I'll tell KD what I said. I'll tell CJ McCollum what I said. And this is Mr. Hard to Handle on Instagram and on uh, Twitter. Both of y'all acting like some skirts. That's it and that's all. I mean, KD, you think, because you on the Warriors. You went to a 73-win team. Of course y'all going to win. They really didn't need you, but it's a, it's a bonus to have you. Exactly. CJ, you are on one of the best teams in the West that got bounced in the first round. Yeah, he was wrong for laughing you out about it, but dude, it's no point of going at it about, you know, when somebody questions you about it on Twitter, it's no point of going, you know, saying things like that that's going to be inflammatory. Go show it on the court. That's it and that's all. But y'all acting like some skirts. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> and, uh, they say KD addressed it um, at the USA camp today. You know, the the, uh, the training camp for uh, USA basketball started today, and which is kind of funny because uh, they say Kawhi Leonard show up showed up, and you know, pops on that staff. So I wonder how that's going to work if they pick Kawhi wow. and he got to play under Pop. Wow, that's going to be deep. Hmm. Oh, he did show up. Now, as far as I know, they, they said he showed up. That's the mini camp, right? Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I think I'm kind of like with uh, Delonte. I, I thought they said he wasn't showing up. He was skipping that one. Him, uh, I think uh, Steps is uh, missing it. LeBron missing it. Yeah, I didn't think he was showing up. Uh, see, I, th- I thought I'd seen something that came across that he was going to show up and how awkward it would be. Maybe I might be wrong. But I, if he does show up, <laughs> how awkward is that going to be? Very awkward. Very awkward. Yeah. Just play that joint down, like they said. Give each other a hug, some dap, and move on and get to playing basketball. Kind of like, nip it in the bud, get ahead of it before it gets ahead of them. Show some love even though you don't meet it and keep on moving. But Pop, that's it, that's Pop is very mature. Pop knows this is a business. So I think it'd be okay. All right. Switching over to the NFL. Now, this is where it's going to get serious right here on Out of Bounds. I mean, it's going to get very, very serious. Um... President Donald Trump, uh, what was it, last week? Oh, Lord. He blasted the NFL about the anthem protests. <laughs> he, he made a, a nice little tweet about how players that kneeled in protests during the national anthem should be punished and kicked out of the league. Gentlemen, 
How do you feel about it? Uh, hey, can I go for it? I'm just make my eyes uh, uh, kind of short. Man, forget that guy. Y'all need, look, don't even get that guy in none of your airspace right now. He's a complete idiot. And I think this is the punish and kicked out. And I am Mr. Hard to handle if you want to come back at me, Mr. President. <laughs> and, and, and look, this is the guy that says, buy American, buy USA, made in America, but he's still having his suits made in Korea, Taiwan, somewhere. So Mr. Contradictory himself, man, don't get that guy no time. I agree. Delonte? I think he's just stay in his lane and just continue to be the terrible president that he is and let, you know, the uh, Adele and the, the owners handle that, you know, the NFL affairs. You know, you, you, you stay out of that. You know what I'm saying? Or, leave, or just tweet about it. Something. Hey, hey, fellas, I got one question for y'all. And I don't like Jimmy. I don't want to give him no time. Please tell me, why would he meet the Russian president behind closed doors? <laughs> you know what? This is a family show, and I'll keep my, my comments to myself on that one. On to the next subject. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you all, man, why he met him. <laughs> uh, but I, I I agree with Jim. Like, he, 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 he gets no play, but why I want to know why you're speaking on something that really doesn't have nothing to do with what's really going on. I mean, it's it's a, it's a blip on the radar kind of sorta because the bigger issue you're missing it. You're the president of the United States. You're missing the bigger issue. That's why I have the problem. That you think somebody's disrespecting the anthem or the flag or disrespecting the country, dude. As people of color, we're getting disrespected and killed on a regular basis. Hence, the protests during the national anthem because you're overlooking the whole subject. But that's all I'm going to say. I'm, I'm going to leave it right there and move on to the next one, and we're going to stick with the NFL. Jerry Jones, and we're going to stick with the anthem. Jerry Jones said that, uh, <laughs> it, uh, to be quite honest, I'm a Redskins fan, and this gave me a whole nother reason to hate the Cowboys. Jerry Jones said that the Cowboys can't stay in the locker room or kneel for the anthem. You will toe that line is what he said. Uh, his son, uh, Stephen, Stephen Jones confirmed it, that uh, any player that protests against racism and police brutality during the anthem will be punished. And BSO uh, printed a transcript of, uh, he was on a Stephen Jones was on um, Normandy invasion on 1310 the ticket. And he pretty much said that uh, there's no way to do it right now, man. And that, that go, that's go toe the line and stand for the anthem. That's, you know, not an out me thing. That's an organizational thing. We feel strongly about it. We think it's a controversy. We just think we don't think it's a controversy. We just think that there's a way to the way we do it. Jerry feels strongly about it. I think he's had a a good feel for what our organization should be doing for over 30 years. I think it's paid off for our players for the most part. We certainly are supportive of them. 
when they have their personal issues or their personal things that they want to pursue and we'll help them pursue them on Tuesdays. But when you're wearing a Dallas Cowboy uniform and a Dallas Cowboy helmet, you're working for the Dallas Cowboys. You check the I and me at the door and you're a part of a team. So, you know, there's no, there's no, there's right lines in terms of our organization. So basically, shut up and play. Which, I mean, I, I wish we could have got Allen on so I could hear from a Cowboy fan. How do you feel about that? But how do y'all feel about it? Well, I, I guess from last year, I didn't like the fact that he was going to find and fire people if they kneeled. Hey, go ahead and fire him. Watch how quickly they get picked up. You ain't going to fire too many people because that's your team. That's your money, money making team right there. So come on. Get real. You know, if you want to, you know, if everybody agrees to do it as an organization, I have no um, issue with it. But don't, as long as you don't downplay my issues I have, which seems to be an issue across this country about people being treated fairly, you know. And, 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 and if you truly understand it, just say, look, I understand what they're doing it for. Um, if, I prefer if they don't do it during the anthem. But, you know, I think if everybody agrees, I, I have no issue with it. But when you come out there and just make threats like they better do it, then I got an issue with it. I'm going to bring, I'm going uh, I'm going to say this. That's Bryant. If, if, I'm not sure if y'all remember, but, you know, when he, when Jerry Jones, he imposed this whole, you know, we don't, you know, do this or that, you know, stand or, you know, for the anthem, you know, you're you going to be in big trouble. That's Bryant. He was the one that stood up and said, he kind of cooned out and was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to do it. You know, I, I got to feed my kids. A year later, and Des Bryant is not even on the roster. So, you know, it's just, don't even really, it's just like, doesn't really like mad. I'm sure somebody in that locker room, they're going to test them. So, you know, the guy, he's just, I'm not, a, I'm definitely not a Cowboys fan either. You know, he's, he's a slime ball, if you ask me. So, uh, you know, <clears throat> I think he, um, no, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I'm sure somebody in that locker room, one of them players, they'll, they'll test him. Junie? I hate Dallas, first of all. I hate Dallas. <laughs> I don't care about him. I'm through with that conversation. Well, my my hatred for Dallas runs deep because, number one, I was raised to hate Dallas. I was raised to hate their shiny helmets, the star, the state stupid stadium with the hole in the roof. I was raised to hate the team, but – I was also raised to have respect for that team because of the great things they've done in history because a lot of things that wouldn't have never transpired without the Cowboys. But Jerry Jones and this whole you want to toe the line and like as a businessman, I always thought Jerry Jones was one of the smartest businessmen. I mean, he made some wild decisions, but this dude is is he's gone off his rocker with this. And then on, on top of this whole conversation of, you know, 
you can't stay in the locker room, you can't kneel. Everybody else is distancing them themselves from Papa John's. He's not. He's he's sticking right with Papa John's. And if anybody that doesn't know, the uh, CEO of Papa John's was recorded on a conference call using the M word repeatedly. So everybody's been moving away from Papa John's, you know, as far as sponsorships and everything as far as that goes. But he's not. So what does that say about Jerry Jones? What does that say about his his thought process, uh, 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 how he feels about what's going on in America? Are you that high on your horse that you can't look down and see what the hell's going on? And you have the ways and the means to help, but you choose not to. But see, you you told me you just told me something new. I didn't know he was still affiliated with uh, Papa John. I thought once the NFL dropped him, he was pretty much gone. But you know what? Hey, you know, a lot of people don't realize things until it affects them personally. Right. So you know, you 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 never been beat up or tased for nothing or or stopped on the side of the street for just walking down the street and you got a good a book bag on your back and you look nervous, you damn right I'm nervous. You make me nervous. I was fine until I just saw you staring at me. So, you know, and if it hits his pocket and 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 it happens to his family, you know, then it, it'll be more, he'll see it more. But right now, he could drive down any street in America and be good. That's not the case for other people. Hmm. You're absolutely right with that, Jim. Absolutely right. And to <laughs> this is what I can't wrap my mind around. When you have one person in charge like that, or even if it's a family in charge like Jerry Jones and his son and all that, you have 53 men that play on that team. If you all kneel right now for an anthem, he can't fire you all. And if he does, how much money is he going to lose? Sometimes it's kind of sort of cliche, but if anybody's ever seen the movie Soul Food, Big Mama said, you know, when you take everybody together and you make one strong fist, you can strike a mighty blow. That's your strong fist right there. When you get everybody together and you make that strong fist and you strike that mighty blow. I just, I, I don't understand it. And I've been reading through the tweet, the tweets about it, uh, maybe about the last hour or so. And Governor Mike Huckabee, he says, as a lifelong Dallas Cowboy fan, I'm so proud of Jerry Jones for showing the cojones that Roger Goodell and the NFL won't. Dallas Cowboys are America's team. Wow. Mm. To be quite honest, I really think that they should be stripped of that America's team title. Who would you give it to? I'd give it to the Green Bay Packers. Oh, to be quite honest. I thought you were You thought I was going to say who? The Patriots. I was say, oh, hell. It'll be New England. No, no. I give it to the, I've always thought the Green Bay Packers were America's team. I've always thought they were because I mean, look at the, they got a rich history, a rich tradition. I've always thought that they were America's team. But that's just my opinion. And 
the hatred for the Cowboys, to be quite honest. But I, but this is how many other owners feel exactly the way that Jerry Jones feels and will not say anything. They won't come out publicly, but behind closed doors, that's how they feel. It's probably a bunch of you got member. It's safer behind closed doors than it is open in public. Public, you know, nobody wants to um, deal with that criticism. But he did. I think he also said that Trump was problematic when he speaks out like that. So he he kind of teeters back and forth, like I'm for what Trump is, and maybe I'm not for what Trump is. You know, you still got to do what I say because this is still my team, and you know. He's kind of teetering back and forth, so just slightly, but he's still trying to run the show. Like, um, of course, he's an owner. He's just trying to run the show and make everybody do what he wants them to do. Yeah, but him trying to run the show—that's why his team has been in shambles for the last twenty-three years because he wanted to run the show. I'm hey, sorry, hey. it's actually been a little longer than that. But he—he got—he got four Super Bowls out of it. That's all he cares about. How to make money and win Super Bowl and make more money? He only got three, and two of them were because of Jimmy Johnson. So, and when he fired Jimmy, and yeah. you bring in Barry Switzer, Barry Switzer just used Jimmy's roster and won another championship. So, yeah, because you, you couldn't handle not being the man, and you couldn't handle not getting credit. So, but it's two owners in the league I know for sure, and that's the Rooney family. And the Johnson family of the New York Jets. I know behind closed doors, I, I don't believe in my heart of hearts they feel that way. Because, number one, the Roonies have done so much for people of color in the coaching ranks. I.e. the Rooney rule, which is it needs to be revised because some people just say, okay, let's bring a black guy in off the staff. All right, we interviewed you. We're not going to go with you anyway. Okay, we're going to go over here. I think it needs to be revised because teams are finding their way around it. But the simple fact that it was implemented because of the Rooney family, I don't believe they feel this way. And the Johnson family, Christopher Johnson, who's the acting owner and the chairman of the New York Jets, said uh, back in May that no player for the Jets will face any type of repercussion from the team for kneeling or anything. But he was the one to also say that, you know, we didn't even vote on this. All the owners weren't even at the owners' meeting to vote. So why was this being said it was a vote? I just uh it's a touchy subject. And what I would love to hear, any cowboy fan, any diehard cowboy fan, please, please contact the show. Please. Whether it's through anchor, uh, email, Twitter, Facebook, I don't care. I would love to hear Cowboys fan feedback. I'm going to post something on the page later on tonight, and I just want the Cowboy fans to straight go at it. I want to hear everything you have to say. Let it all out. Well, fellas, that's pretty much it for tonight. Um, Jeez. We got 10 platforms we on now. We on Radio Public, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Stitcher, Overcast, PocketCast, of course, right here on Anchor, uh, Google Podcasts, and iTunes. And BJ going to get a kick out of that because I put iTunes last. Uh, you can hear us 
I'm sorry, you can reach us at OOB Show Podcast 4 on Twitter. Out of Bounds Colon Podcast on Facebook. OOB Show Podcast at gmail.com is our email. Final thoughts, gentlemen? Uh, training camp starting, you know, ready for the NFL season. Yeah, yeah, I Forget football. I'm ready to see some basketball. Oh, yeah, speaking of too. which, congratulations, Jim. Josh Hart won the MVP of uh summer of the summer league. Yes, sir. Yeah, and then the cloud got thrown out and they got beat the last game. <laughs> I mean, they got beat hey, too. Yeah, exactly. But you gotta remember uh last season, these same two team teams that was in the summer league championship, and Portland brought back a lot of good dudes, man. They if they can put it together, I don't know how much they'll win, but Portland got a nice – they had a nice summer team. You know what? Next summer, I'm putting it down now. I'm going to put it in the book. We're going to, we going to the summer league. We're going to, we all going to take vacation, and we're going to summer league. We're going to go out there, and we're going to broadcast them out there. That's it. That's all. Yeah, let's book it. Let's book it. Let's do it. But before we go, Saturday, 7 p.m., Arena, Arena Bowl is in Baltimore. The Baltimore Brigade versus hometown Washington Valor for Arena Bowl. I believe that's 32. I can't remember which Arena Bowl it is, but either way, Washington's in the Arena Bowl. We got a chance to bring another championship to D.C. 7 o'clock Saturday. Tickets are $14. It's at the uh, Royal Farms Arena. I would love to be there, and I would love for you gentlemen to be there. So if we all free, I say we link up. We go to Baltimore. We have a little fun. And see if we can be in the building when Washington wins this game. What y'all say? Hey, all we can do is try, right? Yeah. Good old college try, man. Yeah, y'all don't sound too enthused about going to see no arena football, but it's okay. Hey, I forgot all about arena football. No, no. <laughs> nothing against it, but I, you know. <laughs> got all about it. All right, that's all the time we got for tonight. I'm KG for Junie, who dropped out on us. BJ on special assignment. Jim, Delonte, good night, everybody. We'll catch you again before the weekend's over. Peace.